Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm so, I'm so sick of eBay. I'm, I'm all into Star Stock now. Okay, fair enough. I think that's totally fair. I mean, I'll still buy. I think it's, but like Star Stock is so much. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the greatest hour of uh, Ian Con victory lapping of your week. Oh, not this week. It's, <laughs> it's under the radar. <laughs> Part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball podcast. I'm not an Afino. With me, as always, your friend of mine, Derek Riva. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun one, folks. I can already tell. My friend and yours, Ian <laughs> There will be no victory laps. Oh, none. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot to get to. Uh, sorry to disappoint everybody, but I got about 14 things into the rundown before Ian put one thing in in all caps, as far as I can tell. Unless <laughs> yep, there are some it. surprises in here. Um, no, no, no. That's it. Uh, DVR, big birthday in the fantasy industry. Adam Ronis yesterday. How about that? Hey, happy birthday to yeah. Adam. Happy birthday, Adam Rose. And according to imbs.com, Ian Khan, big birthday tomorrow. That's right. I'm going to be really old. I'm almost, I'm going to be 49 years old tomorrow. That's pretty old. That's like, that's like old. That's like almost 50 old. Old. 49 is old. Sorry, Glenn Colton. It's big of you to reveal your age. I know a lot of actors and actresses don't do that. That's not a concern for me. I like it. Age gracefully. Yeah. I mean, just, just like Lewis Brinson. They, yes, indeed. Lewis Brinson. <laughs> By the way, you guys did Fantasy 15 this morning, and I, I just have to do this because of the one time that I did a show with DVR without Nando. What's going on, guys? Doing a show without me? My, my feelings are 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 actually not hurt at all. I think it's it was a fun show, and I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, you already it's already up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DVR put it up, so I listened to it. You you made me laugh in the first 15 seconds. Nando. Oh, stop it. Well, it was, no, really. it was just faint. It was funny. Damn me with faint praise, Derek Van Riper. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was when it was because DVR said that uh, he had done the show alone, and that now and 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 so you saying thank you for saying that I'm one step above doing the show alone. Yeah, and it genuinely made me laugh. I was like, that's pretty funny. On today's show, uh, so I've been call- I've just read his name. I've never heard it. Uh, apparently, it's Adelis, but it's I, I just say Adolis. But I know that's very wrong every time I say it. DVR, it's Adelise. Is that it? Is that how you said it this morning? Adelise, yep. Adelise Garcia, the newest yes. fantasy, the new Yerman Mercedes. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, we got- <laughs> easy. Hey, now. I, I like Adelise Garcia. In fact, I had an argument with Cushing last night, not an argument, but a discussion. I was like, I think we should get Adelise Garcia except I didn't call him that at the time, into our lineup in our NFBC team, which is not doing very well. And and he was like, no, I don't know, man. I mean, really? Why? And I was like, I think so. So we did. Um and and he was he was pretty he was pretty good last night. Yeah. He's gonna be pretty good. I like him. Ground He's a Nando Defino kind of guy. Cuban ball player came over, lots of tools. He was running balls down in center field last night too. He's doing really well out there. That's it, you know like and it's not like I don't have a secret formula. I look at their minor league numbers like it's not it's I I guess I still believe in someone a little after like the hype is gone and everyone's kind of forgotten. And this is a big problem in football, too. But in football, it actually sometimes works like 
you know, like if, if a guy has been forgotten about, it's for good reason and he's probably gone. But in baseball, someone's forgotten about. It's like everyone forgets he was good or doesn't realize he was good. So I don't, I mean, there's my secret. Uh, look at their minor league numbers. Bum, bum, bum. Anyway. Ty France. Ty, Ty France, France, dude. And, well, Ty France got hit on the forearm last night. So that's oh, yeah. And then they hit Mookie Betts. A lot of, lot, of, lot of big feelings going on in the major leagues these days. Lots of teams getting mad at each other. I think, you know, people have been in the house for so long and doing their own thing that when they have to encounter other people, I think it's really going to set off a lot of fights. Yeah, I think it's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm seeing it. Right? Like, even when I'm driving, I'm like, oh, man, people are driving like jerks. More jerks yeah. than I remember. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. I'm noticing the same thing. Anyway, especially with me. Okay, yeah. So, so oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll get we'll, we'll get on to Ian's road rage in a minute. Um, I think Adolis Garcia is that right? Adelis, Adelis. I think Adelis Garcia is going to play. I mean, I I was going to put in a bid for him in Ale Labor for seven bucks, and Eno put in a bid of seven bucks. But I didn't do it because in labor rules are, are challenging. Tip of the hat though to Steve Gardner. Um, and you, I'd have to drop somebody and I didn't really want to drop somebody and spend the money, but I was like, I think he's going to play now. He's just, he's just a really good pickup in dynasty leagues and, and keeper leagues right now. I think, uh, I had written about him. Jeez. July, 2020. He was one of my sleepers before last year. And I went back and looked at him I'm like, man, what did I, what did I like so much about this guy? And actually DVR brought it up on the show today. I, uh, I grabbed him in. I, I traded with Mike Pialucci, your boy. Mike Pialucci. Yeah, and uh, he, he was an Arizona Diamondback. He was a starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks last oh, year in the right. athletic, uh, yeah. And you got him in OOTP? Yeah. You traded for him? Yes, oh, I that's did. So great. <laughs> I remember that. You gave up, like, somebody good. I really wanted him. I, yeah, it might have been, like, Tom, uh, Seth Beer, maybe. Yeah, that, that sounds right. That sounds, that sounds like what you gave up. Yeah, well, hey, there you go. Nando Defino, ladies and gentlemen. But his Levi Weaver was all over him too. Like he was tweeting during spring training last year, you know, what what the the ball sounded like off the the bat, you know, like this is what this is what I found. Looked up from writing this Gallo story when I heard what sounded like an oak tree breaking in half. Adolis Garcia has homered. That's the kind of player he is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's some good writing. I can't do that. Right? That's he's really he's good. one of the best. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's really good. So, okay, DVR, do you have any opinion? I know you asked me about him. Let me turn the tables and ask you about him. I think because this is the same organization that brought us 511 plate appearances of Danny Santana in 2019, I'm open to the idea that Garcia could play a lot more than we expect and exceed expectations, even if it's only for a little while. I mean, we saw how the Danny Santana story ended in Texas last year in the shortened season. It was brutal. The K rate went through the roof, and it was only 15 games, but he didn't hit, and now he's bouncing around again. But power, a little bit of speed, I think it's worth taking a chance here because they have to get the development of Leody Tavares right, and that is not going well early on this season. So I think once there are minor <laughs> league games for Tavares to play in, sending him down makes a lot of sense. I don't know if the alternate site does much to help him, but he's striking out 44% of the time, clearly wow. losing his hold on that job. We're talking about a really young player. Tavares is only 22. He turned 22 back in September, and he skipped over AAA entirely. So it is by no means egregious to send him down, have him try to make some adjustments against AAA pitching, and maybe bring him back in the second half, right? If the Garcia thing doesn't work out, Tavares gets another run in the second half. But I think if you have Leody Tavares in redraft leagues and you were hoping to get 20 steals from him this season, you are going to be sorely disappointed. 
Ian, where's uh, where's Tavares falling now? I mean, I assume he's falling. Uh, let's just say you had a dynasty ranks update coming soon. Um, a is he is he a buy because of his his plummeting stock and people thinking, well, he had a shot in the majors. You know, last year was fake, and this is who he really is. And B, like, where do you where do you place him now? Yeah, I think when you put it in those terms, I do think he's right now. He's a throw in. You can throw him into your and you, then you you catch him on the throw and throw him into your minor leagues and see if he can develop. Because one thing he has is speed. He's also you know he's one of those prospect fatigue guys for a while and they go up and down. But he is a guaranteed freshman, freshman, freshman as we use that analogy. So I'm not putting I'm not ending the Leody Tavares story for me. Uh, I don't own him. I, I don't roster him. Sorry. I do not roster him anywhere in any of my dynasty leagues because I traded him um, in places because his value, his stock was really high and I got good players for him. But I liked him coming into the season. I mean, I, I, I thought that he, he, I think he still cracks the top 400 for me, probably lower into the 300s than what we would have thought before. Hey. But I think Adol- Adolis Garcia will, should make an appearance at the back of the uh, the dynasty list. But again, you know, teams are going to make adjustments to Adolis Garcia. If he keeps oak treeing and knocking balls, you know, over walls, he'll, they'll, they'll make adjustments. Yeah, he'll make adjustments back, right? I mean, that's what he's not like a 23-year-old hotshot, like, you know, coming out and doesn't know how to, like he played, he played in Cuba professionally for, I think, six years and then uh, just struggled through the minors and you know, was good, was really good. Right, I, th- I feel like he's got that maturity where he can adjust right now. We'll we'll see what happens in Texas because you've got. I mean, it's a it's a weird team. It's it's kind of a strange team where the pitching is kind of turning out okay. Kyle Gibson uh, looked good again. Ari Hara looked amazing last night. Fulton Awitz, not so much. Jordan Lyles was sort of up and down. Dane Dunning has is interesting. It's an interesting. Dane Dunning, team. all you're going to give him is an interesting. Uh, I don't know. What what, what are you going to give him? I feel like Dane Dunning's. Uh star in the making kind of I, he's almost like lucas giolito in a weird way and that I mean, we, we expected him he kind of plopped and then unlocked something last year and he's carried it over to this year I, i'm not gonna go that far i mean he's certainly doing okay he's doing pretty well i would say so far I was for sure 2.94 era yeah 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 it's pretty doing pretty well um but it's still it's still early, and you know, we're going to get into Joe Ross in a minute. At some point, we're going to get into Joe Ross, and you know, pitchers are pitchers are challenging. Pitchers are challenging. Sorry, just to, and, just to uh, clarify, that was two point nine four over his young career. He, that's he's got one run in fifteen innings this year. Yeah, I mean, DVR. What do you think? I mean, you're gonna are you buying in on Dean Dunning? I had him ranked. I want to say in the third tier for pitchers for the rookie piece I did a while back, and I. I think of the guys in that group, the comment was that he had the worst stuff, but he had the best opportunity because Texas is looking like a good place to pitch with the new ballpark, and they don't have a lot of depth behind him in the minors pushing towards rotation spots. It's a sinker-slider combo mostly, not a lot of velocity. You look at the slider as probably the best of the secondaries in terms of whiffs. The changeup doesn't look bad at all. He doesn't throw it that much, though. So I'm just worried that if he doesn't start throwing a third pitch a little more often because the fastball is not a high velo fastball, he's going to start to get hit a little bit. But again, if we're looking for a high threes, low fours ERA, slightly better than league average whip and a lot of innings, I think he can do that. I think you guys are way off on him. Okay. But that's we'll just see. me. I mean, like I look, I'm looking at a guy who has never had an ERA above three 
in his minor league career. And granted, it was kind of short, like only 266 innings pitched over three seasons. Um, I don't know. To me, it just looks like he does. You know, he doesn't allow a lot of base runners. He's got a very good strikeout rate. Uh, his ERA has been very low, traditionally, and he's doing it again in the majors. I mean, like, I mean, all the stuff the DVR says is obviously a little bit of cause, you know, below the surface Joey Lucchese type worry. But um, yeah, maybe Texas is a little underrated for developing some of these pitchers too. They did it. Look, they brought back Lance Lynn. They did it with a couple other guys like, who I can't think of off the top of my head. I feel like at this point last year we were saying. Uh, Rangers rotation is better than I thought it would be. And maybe even two years ago, we were saying it too, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the, what the Rangers got. Um, He, he, uh, they, they got Dunning and Avery Weems for Lance Lynn on a good contract. So obviously the Rangers think really highly of him. Yeah. Because that, that's the, that is the piece that they got back. Oh, Mike Miner. We forgot about Mike Miner two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe the Rangers have a little bit of the Cleveland Indians in the water. Yeah, that could be. Well, who's is uh, who's their pitching? I should know this. Is Maddox still a pitcher? No. Hold on. Here comes the tappity tappity. Rangers tappity tappity too. We even got we even stumped DVR. Doug Brokale. Hey. Well, you know, I mean, and also that ballpark is better than it was before. What's up with Joey Gallo? What, why is Joey Gallo not hitting any home runs yet? I mean, I, I saw an article where I don't know where he said that slow uh, start. No, it was on it was on the it was on the broadcast where uh, the sideline reporter, if that's what we call him in baseball, um, basically said that he's tired of hitting forty home runs and hitting two twenty and being considered a bad baseball player. So he's changing the way he hits, and that he's just trying to get on base as much as he can. But he's still, it's just, I think he's got one home run so far, and I certainly have him penciled in for a lot more than that. I'm still reading, about, thoughts the, on that? I'm still reading about the Rangers pitching coach, sorry. <laughs> DBR, DBR, DBR. <laughs> Any thoughts on Joey Gallo? I'm surprised that Gallo, Gallo isn't showing us early power. It's too early to panic about pretty much anything unless the strikeout rate is off the charts bad. In Gallo's case, it is down slightly. It just seems like the kind of guy that if he's going to strike out a little less, the power's still going to be there. He's not hitting wall scrapers. Yeah, that's he's that. killing the ball. It, it's weird to see for a guy that's hit the ball in the air a ton in his career, his ground ball rate is up a lot early on. Could be the way he's getting pitched right now. Maybe teams are staying low in the zone against him. And and they're not they they there's not that much protection in the lineup. I mean, Nate Lowe has been better, certainly than I expected. Um, but the, the, that lineup is it's it's not very good. So they can pitch or they they can say well, Joey Gallo's not going to beat us today. Uh, Doug Mathis is their pitching coach, not Doug Brickale, by the way. Google lied. Okay. Google lied. Google does that. <laughs> yeah, or, it's, or Google is confused, but it's Doug Mathis, yeah. not Doug Brickale. Sorry, you to continue. Okay. I, just, I didn't want to get too far and have anyone listening be like, no, it's Doug Mathis. So I want to get that out there quickly. Good, good. You you got it out there super quick. But so, I mean, I we'll we'll, we'll see. Dane Dunning. Uh, it, it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting team. The Rangers. They're fun to watch. I enjoy watching them. I have to say, there's no team I enjoy watching more than the the Los Angeles Angels. Though they they are the most fun team for me to watch. Go ahead. This is your season. birthday. Go go ahead. We'll let you go off tangent. No, it's not tangent. I mean, I just I I love watching the Angels. I I think it's because of Otani, but. I own a lot. I own a lot of their players. I don't know if other other players have this feeling, but when you own a lot of players on a team, um, it's more fun to watch because then, like, pretty much, I have pretty much everybody on that roster 
that starts except for Mike Trout. <laughs> and there's no way to get Mike Trout now. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, but, but still super fun. David Fletcher, fun to watch. Otani, Upton, uh, Jared Walsh, like just really Pujols. Got Pujols going in a bunch you of leagues because I think, yeah, I have Pujols in a bunch of the 50. In fact, in my first draft of the season, I had the 15th pick. So I was on the wheel. I had the last pick of the draft, seven pick, 750. I took Albert Pujols with the 750th pick. He is now starting on on that team at corner infield. And I think I have him on two other draft and hold teams, and he's starting. DVR, what do you think of that? I think it's very temporary, though. I think with Pujols chasing some milestones, he's getting a little more run right now. And the other factor, probably the bigger factor for the Angels, is once they bring up one of Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh, Jared Walsh will play more at first base, and then Pujols won't yeah, be yeah. able to play. But temporarily, yeah, I mean, he's... Playing he's well playing. enough to be he's, in your lineup and, until the playing time dries up. He stole up. a base last night. He stole with a couple of things. He stole a base last night. It was so fascinating to watch because Iglesias looks at him. Iglesias is on first. Pools is on second. Iglesias looks at him and goes, mm, just with his eyes. And, and Pools looks back and goes, mm, mm, okay. And then the next pitch, Pools just starts because the pitcher at the time, I think it was Cody, did not even, was not even looking at Pools at second base because where's Pools? He's going to try to steal third. Literally in his, in the stretch. One, two, and Pools just goes, and like there wasn't even a throw. It was it was pretty pretty thrilling to watch. But also the thing that I'm noticing about Pools is he's in better shape than I've seen him in years. He's not carrying the extra weight, and that really just makes a big difference, I think, for a baseball player. It was Pools. Who was it? His wife at the start would put that Instagram post, being like, "Hey, this is our last season with the Angels. It's been great." And then they, they had to backtrack that, and then backtrack that some more, right? Why, though? I mean, it probably is the last season with the Angels. I think she made it sound like he was retiring at first and then went to be like, oh, it's our last season with the Angels. And then was like, oh, we don't know that for sure either. Yeah, I mean, maybe not. I mean, he if if he's willing to be a bench bat and, you know, play once a week, twice a week, I could see him sticking with the Angels. I could see him going back. Well, probably not St. Louis unless the DH comes back. And then I can even see him going back to St. Louis for another season. Interesting. You know, yeah. he's not he's not going to go, you know, he's not going to go to the. I don't see him going to the Pittsburgh Pirates to finish it out. <laughs> you know, I think he probably would have retired if he didn't have the crazy contract. Yeah, he, I, this 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 is it for Pujols. This this has to be. I mean, he, he's yeah. playing a little right now, but you know what? I saw his stats at the top of the Baseball Reference page from spring training. His actual regular season stats are not that good: two thirty one, two eighty six, three hundred eight. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. I, I know it's nice to chase milestones, but they're trying to win games. That's more important right now than than Pujols's you know career achievements. I don't think it's milestones. I think Pujols is the best player that they can put on the field right now. I actually believe that. I think Pujols at first base with Jared Walsh in right field right now gives them the best chance to win until Marsh or Adele comes up with Fowler going out. You know, I mean, the only reason Pujols is in lineups for my team is because Fowler's out. Fowler's done for the season. That's twelve million dollars that's gone. Um, or whatever, I don't know exactly what the number is, but it was, it was a good amount of money that he just tore his ACL, so he's out. And the Pools is going to play, and he can still hit home runs. He can. It's still a great lineup. That is a great lineup in in Anaheim. I just, I really like that team. When do you think we see Joe Adele? Whatever he, whatever time he used up last year, when that time is up this year, I think you'll see Joe Adele. I think that they're going to go get the extra year. Hmm. I think that's what they'll do. I think maybe they'll bring up Marsh for a couple of weeks. To, to to 
you know, balance it out. Walsh isn't very good in the outfield, but it is thrilling to watch him get outfield eligibility everywhere. Um, cause he's just, uh, too, boy, can he hit? He just, he just looks locked in at the plate, looks fully confident. It's really great to see. Did you, uh, did we talk about this last week about the Donruss cards with the face masks? No. So Donruss, they're, they're new. They're 2021. So my buddy Herc has somehow gotten into cards, like for resisting it forever. And he lives in Florida. And like every time he goes to the Target or wherever, they have cards there, which is like unheard of. Um, so I actually had him buy me a couple. He actually went to the Walmart and got me a couple of the holiday ones. But he went and he bought a pack of Donruss, a couple packs of Donruss. Um, and he opened one up and he got a, a Luis Robert. It's only They only made 19, so it's out of 19. And there are emojis outside of the border of like a, you know, the smiley face, but wearing a face mask. And so, yeah, he talked like, I don't think people have discovered this yet. So I just bought a Shane Bieber, uh, for like 10 bucks, but, um, I don't know. I can't tell if it's tasteless or if it's a brilliant idea because like, it's okay. It's face mask and you're making them out of 19 because it's COVID-19. Oh, okay. Wait. So there are, there are only 19 of the cards, only 19 of the cards. Wow, so those will be worth a lot of money. I, I think that I think baseball cards. We talk about the baseball cards maybe a little too much on the show, but well, I was close. I wanted an Adele. The, you made me think of the Adele because they had an Adele. They have a series of emojis, and one's like the hundred emoji, and one is the face mask emoji. You know, they're all yeah. hundreds out of a hundred. I don't know why they wouldn't do more of that. Just put in. It's like uh, Willy Wonka and the Golden Ticket. It's like you open it up and you get that, and it's the only there are only nineteen of them. Oh my God! But well, you got a card that you could sell, and then you can put up on eBay, and then have the price go up to two hundred thirty-seven dollars, and then at the last minute, eBay can just say, "Well, you don't have to pay for it," and it's fine. Which is what happened with you and your mean Mercedes. Is that correct? I don't want to talk about that. That's that you have to talk about. It. It's number eight on the rundown and with Roman numerals. I don't know why. Well, I thought it would automatically, like you know, you hit the return and it automatically goes to the next one, but it didn't. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But it didn't, so you just kept going. Yeah. But but what happened with that? Because I think this is outrageous to me that somebody can bid on a card that you put up brilliantly. Yeah. And I, well, you guys pushed me to it, so I got to thank you too. Yeah, but you got nothing out of it because now the guy says, ah, "I don't really want it." Well, he, yeah, he claims that he never put the bids in. That They just appeared there magically. That happened in AL Labor, too. Weird. Yes, it did. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but it did. It happened in AL Labor where uh, Larry Schechter said that he didn't press $10 on Jared Walsh as I bid nine. And then he bid 10. And then he said, I don't want him. And I said, I want him. That's great. I want him. Yeah. I want him. Okay. Yeah. No, we didn't. It didn't happen. And he has Jared Walsh now. And uh, very, very, very sad all the way around. But eBay, eBay lets Pauly boy 73 get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I mean, he just, I have to open a case and whatever. And it doesn't even look like I can leave him negative feedback. So he can just go run around and do it again. Cool. As far as I understand it. So I don't understand. eBay has to take responsibility for that. As far as I'm I agree. I'm going to file that? a small claims court case. Well, I don't know about all Taking that. Taking a Judge but... Judy. <laughs> that would be funny, man. I put up your mean Mercedes. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Yeah. And now this guy, because there was somebody who was willing to bid $236 for it. Not anymore. I mean, now it's like 160 So it, it really it cost me like 100 bucks in real life money. It's not It's not okay. I know. It's it, not okay. It's, but then you angrily went and bought 16 Adoli. Mm, what is it? Adolis. Adolise Garcia's and four Dwayne. Oh, did I write Haskins? that? I wrote this late last night when I was very tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm only doing Star Stock from now on. I don't care anymore. I'm so, I'm so sick of eBay. I'm, I'm all into Star Stock now. Okay, fair enough. I think that's totally fair. I mean, I'll still buy stuff on eBay, but like Star Stock is so much better. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's it. Hold on. I got to look for where that is because that's the next week's opening. This is the opening of the you show. You know, Nigel Eccles, has, it's the, Nigel Eccles from FanDuel is behind Starstock. One of the guys behind Starstock. So there you go. The guy who invented DFS. Well, there you go. Yeah. Starstock, DFS, genius stuff. Well, he What's didn't invent next? it. I'm mean, forefront of it. How about that? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I have a question for you. We talked about Ha Seung Kim on the show last week. Yeah. Why is now the time to go get Ha Seung Kim? Because Tatis is back and I think every like I think everybody is on like, oh, Tatis is fine, he's back forever. I think he's going to play like maybe another week and then just shut it down. Like he's what do you see? He's sitting like one thirteen. He does not look right. Well, he's had to change his swing. Yeah, that's problematic. That's going to compensate that and make night. him hurt somewhere else. Well, he's he's changing his swing from a one handed swing to a two handed swing. I think that's going to be hard to do. I think if you've been hitting one way your whole life to face guys pitching ninety five to a hundred and to then change how you hit to protect your shoulder, I think it's going to be challenging. But do you think Haseon Kim is worth? rostering in a redraft league right now? I do. I think he's going to find some at-bats anyway. I mean, people liked him anyway enough that he would find some at-bats before Tatis got hurt. Um, but I still believe... I don't know, man. Maybe I'm the crazy one, but I still think like Tatis is just going to bow out, man. I, I don't... I can't see him playing through this. Everything I've read Virginia Zakis-wise, I, I just can't see him playing through it. What do you think, DeVere? I think it's very possible that he'll have a setback, but I don't see how I could justify stashing Kim in a mixed league right now. I don't think there's enough playing time there in the short term. The little bits he had, Homer stole a base, but didn't didn't necessarily look like a guy that was on the brink of unlocking it. It's going to take some time. And the rest of that team is so good, man. I mean, you know, Cronenworth, who I was down on coming into the season, is earning his playing time. Hosmer is the best that he's ever been. Third base Machado stealing bases. My goodness, what's going on? And, you know, I, I just don't know where he's going to play. You know, I, I just don't know where he's going to play. 
And if you if you wanted to argue that he's a nice, you know, make a trade for Haseong Kim and Leody Tavares and give up like a, a win now piece to a rebuilding squad, I could I could get behind that. But I I don't think he's he's a guy for a redraft. Just doesn't strike me as the as a as as worthy of the roster spot right now. I mean, he won't be paying much at all. I, he'll probably be dropped. Maybe he's more of an ad than a go get him in a yeah, trade but that's now my, in a redraft. Yeah, but I just feel like I'd rather be holding a, a a setup guy who might get the closer job than Haseong Kim, because even when let's say Tatis does go down, Kim has not delivered enough in the majors to be like a big expensive piece. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like this no, weekend's hot worse. Hurt me, so that's fine. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, it's especially after what you guys did this morning with Fantasy 15. No, but um, like I had to make a decision in Tout Wars to cut Kevin Newman or um, oh, what's the what's the setup guy's name? Aaron Bummer uh, or uh, Bass in Florida, right? Or Deekman. So I had Deekman, Bass, Bummer, and Newman, and I decided for me that let's say any of those three closers goes down. The price on those guys would be so much higher than if Newman started to hit a little bit, right? Newman starts to, starts to hit because de- hard wrong on Kevin Newman over here with the 700 spring training um, batting average. And, you know, I'm, I'm now fixing the problem with Josh Harrison everywhere I can. But I thought to myself, if Newman has a good week, it, what's going to cost? Like 30 bucks to get him back? Whereas if one of these guys um, would be like there... And available on the wire, they're going to cost you over a hundred. So I'm dropping Newman. Same thing about Kim. Like, do I want to use a roster spot for Kim? Who, if Tatis goes down, Kim is going to cost you eleven bucks, or use that roster spot for for a possible closer. I like that a lot. Actually, I, lo- I love that strategy. Okay, I appreciate that. DVR, is there anything you want to bring up, man? You've been like this is like a very quiet DVR day. Is it because of fantasy in fifteen? Yeah, I'm just a little tired. I, I I don't have anything really. I mean, I, I know we got to talk about Joe Ross at some point. So if if we want to just mm-hmm. get let's through do it. that pain, maybe uh, that's a good way yeah, to go. Let's just get through it. I don't know how much Mario Kart Ian plays. I'm I'm sure Nando plays on multi platforms and and plays online. But it's a hell of an assumption to make. Uh, I think I think you know I'm right. Joe Ross was the blue turtle shell on the ratios last night. That was brutal. Just brutal. Oh, my God. I really hope that you heard everything I said last week about picking up pitchers and maybe stashing them for a week before you throw them in. I really wish I took my own advice to stash him before I put him in. I did not do that. I suffered Joe Ross last night. Even I have a partner in one of my leagues who was trying to convince me it wasn't the right move. And I was like, nope, nope. I am smart. I am good at this game. I see it. No, I'm not good. I'm no good. That would no good yesterday. I was a bad player yesterday and it cost. Now, so I was so upset. I was so upset watching that. And then when he went back out for the... I think it was the fifth Dave Davey Martinez who's going to be in that job because he won the World Series and I still think is the locks sends him back out there when clearly he doesn't have the stuff the Cardinals have him dead to rights and he gives up that grand slam to Paul DeYoung and I just I, I was like I was like 
this this is no fun. Like this is the opposite of fun. This is like this is misery. So like I try to I put my kids to sleep. I love them. I you know all this stuff. Daddy's gonna go suffer. I went downstairs and ate some cookies, and then I called Glenn Colton because whenever things get very like, <laughs> does he just answer the phone? I did. Like, does he just go what? No, 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 no. What he says is, shall I stand, General? He makes a little George Washington joke. He actually watched Turn, so he 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 does that. Um, but no, which is which is obviously unnecessary. But um, but but so I called Glenn. I was like, Glenn, I'm calling you so you can, Glenn, I'm calling you so you can bring the wisdom that I would expect that I know you will. And that I would say back to you, I just need to hear somebody I respect say it to me, which is that this is early and that it hurts, but that it's okay, even though it was in Tout Wars, TGFBI, The Devil's Rejects, GDD, like he's everywhere. Ten runs, everywhere. And he said, it's a long season. It's a marathon. If it was August, it wouldn't hurt so bad. It's just early, so it feels worse. I was like, I know, but it really feels bad. Like, I want to retire. It was it was one of those nights. It was really really tough. I'm surprised you went to Glenn and not Ariel. No, Ariel was like, "Well, Ian, as you know, happy birthday, everybody." As, as <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to be doing uh, Ariel and Ruvain's show next week, April 29th. So I will not be doing an Ariel Cohen impression on that show. I will not. I will do everything in my power not to. Do DVR, that. do you feel like this is going to get to the point? And the, Ian, the way you just almost wound that up, I thought you were going to make a joke about like, yeah, I'll be appearing at you know. Jumpies in the Poconos, just doing a straight Ariel Cohen impression for an hour and a half. <laughs> if you want to come check me out, two drink minimum. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going. Don't forget to tip. Don't forget to tip your waitresses. <laughs> just telling a bunch of knock knock jokes in the Ariel Cohen voice. <laughs> you should do that. That'd be very Andy Kaufman of you. I, what I did do was. Uh, I, I, I would tell this joke because it'll make me feel better about Joe Ross. I was talking to Ariel about Gary Kasparov because I worked with Gary. Ka- I've worked with Gary Kasparov and he's a, a, for for a while. Oh, you haven't mentioned that really. Do you have a? Do, can you do Gary Kasparov? I do do a Gary Kasparov. But I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to do All it. Right, but fine. but so I said to I, I told the story about how one day I said to Kasparov that you know because I'm a decent chess player. I'm a 1500 ranking, and they say that in a blitz game, a 1500 could beat a grandmaster. In chess, in a, in, a, in a blitz game, if the grandmaster makes a bad mistake, a 1500 player could. And so we were once in a meeting and we were trying to pitch somebody about this idea. And I said, you know, Gary, blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me and goes, not a chance. Not a chance, little man. Not, no, general. Not a chance, general. So I told this to Ariel. And so Ariel said, well, you know, I was the captain of my chess club. So I actually think that if I dedicated my time to chess instead of fantasy baseball, I could give Kasparov a run for his money. I said, no, you can't. And he goes, well, you know. And I said, well, he ran for president, so he probably does believe that he could do it. But uh, I do have a, a interesting thing where I, I created this conversation between Gary Kasparov and Ariel Cohen, where Ariel's trying to convince Kasparov that he could beat him in chess, and it's it's better for off air, but it's kind of fun. No, then let's uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next week. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 there's 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 more to discuss. But Joe Ross, look, it's it's a very humbling game, baseball for baseball players who are actually playing the game, and it's a very humbling game on days like today, days like last night for me as a player. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not that good. Uh, just not that bright because I was sure that Joe Ross was the right play. I was sure that he had turned the corner. And I was just hard, dead wrong. So there ain't no victory laps going on on the show this week. I'll tell you that. I agree with Glenn Colton, though, that uh, oh, could someone bang? I'm on a very shaky surface right now. Could you just give me a bang? 
Thank you. Uh, that, there's time. And like Joe Ross is one of those guys who I do not ever put on any of my teams because uh, he's boring. Um, so I feel like he's not boring. He's boring. He, he's not. No, he's not boring. What's his K per nine? Good. Like seven point nine. No, it's more than that. And his stuff is good. But the problem is, Glenn said, "Well, you know, Ian, you, you, did you not read my article?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I didn't read it." And he said he basically wrote in the article, "Stay away from Joe Ross this week because he only has two pitches." It's really just a fastball fastball slider combo. And there's recent film on him. The Cardinals are going to rip him up. The matchups stink. And I just had to, you know, he was like, should have read my article. I said, I guess I should have. He watched Turn. Sure. I mean, that seems like the right thing yeah, to do. Well, a little quid pro quo. Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's it, it, You're right. You're right about that. And probably would have, I, I, I might have saved myself. Because it was just, you know, there's nothing like it where you, because I was in good, I was in good shape in most of these leagues. Not tout. Tout, I was like mid-pack. I finally climbed back up to like 81 points. And then it just dropped me back down to 72. Dropping nine points in one start is tough. It's just tough. It just hurts. And you just got to climb back, you know? I mean, it's, it's part of the game. I'm sure that every fantasy player has this experience and it just doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel good. Patrick Corbin had that experience. Fortunately, I didn't suffer him anywhere. But uh, the Nationals, they're all doing it. I, I blame David Martinez. Again? You just embraced him. No, I don't embrace him. I, 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 I acknowledge that he won the World Series. I still don't think he's a very good manager. I really don't. I don't like the way he runs his dugout. I don't like the way he deals with the umpires. It's just not. He's not. I just don't. I'm not a big fan. I'm just not a huge fan of the way he does his business. You know, we're talking about Joe Ross. Why aren't we talking about Kyle Hendricks or Lucas Giolito? They also pounded you pretty nastily yesterday. <laughs> In TGFBI, I had Ross and Giolito going, so that that did that did take a bite out of crime. Uh, is TGFBI has that controversy about... settled now? Finally? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they're. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you ready to it, who it, won? It, you ready to declare a winner? TGFBI right. won. I think, I think, I think it's, a, I think it's a good league. I, I know I care about it and I work hard at it and that's what it's about. It's about having fun, man. It's about like what, what it is that you can give positive attention to and get positive, you know, mostly positive back. Of course there are Joe Ross days, but that's, I, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. I'm not going to discuss him. He's, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. For me, I'm more worried about Kyle Hendricks. I think Lucas Giolito is great. I I read something about Giolito not being great early in the morning. Like he's not a morning person, and that that was sort of known about Giolito. Like he's tough to get out of bed. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, I Whereas saw that. Nate like Yavali, his hair was like tussled. Someone tweeted something like, you know, I saw him once at like 11 a.m. and his hair is tussled and like you know he's just like wearing sunglasses. Yeah. So so, but what Ivaldi did was he started waking up. I think so. The game was Monday on Friday. He started waking up at 8 a.m. To start prepping himself, which I used to do on set. Like if I knew I had a 6 a.m. call on Monday, I would go to bed Saturday night at 8 p.m. and wake up at 4.30 in the morning on Sunday morning so that I would be ready for the next day and I would be sharp at 6 a.m. on set. So that's that's a good way to do that's it. That's called being like professional, to, too. Well, I guess so. But Ivaldi did do that and he looked really good. Ivaldi, can we talk about Ivaldi? Do, do you guys, are you guys believe it? I believe it. I mean, do you believe that he's as good as he looks? Let the, the DVR hasn't talked. Let's let him answer. I think Ivaldi is just one of those guys that because of his extremely high injury risk, I don't have a lot of places. I believe in the talent. I'm always fearful that he's just one pitch away from going down again, which is true of any pitcher. All it takes is one pitch and shoulder, elbow, something's going to break, right? 
but I love the velo is at 97 right now for Evaldi. Like that's a really encouraging sign. He's throwing just as hard as he was in the shortened season. Uh, Curveball's working for him. I mean, I no no real concerns for me looking at the numbers from him. Definitely a guy that I I feel like I missed out on so far this season. Nando, I uh, I I wouldn't have him, but I believe that this is. Real. I mean, you know what? Here's the weird thing with him and, and, and I. Uh, Evaldi was like not a strikeout pitcher with the Mar. He went from the Dodgers to the Marlins early in his career, right? Yeah. Yes, he was. So I don't know that he was. I'm not sure he was on the Dodgers. Yeah, I think he was on the Dodgers. Yes, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So he. Uh, there was a show on Showtime that chronicled like the Marlins season. I think it was like in 2013 or something like that. 20. I feel like I was down in Florida when it was happening. Maybe it's 2015. Anyway. It was like, I, I didn't realize back, and this is back then, you know, this is six, seven, eight years ago. Like, they were showing the, the gun, and Evaldi was throwing like 100. And I'm like, this yeah. guy doesn't strike anybody out, but he's throwing 99, 100, 99, 100. Um, so that always stuck with me, that, you know, like, someone who could throw that hard didn't want to blow the ball past people and go for strikeouts. He used it, you know, to do soft contact or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Like, I believe that with that kind of mindset and mentality, and I'm getting very ian about things, but, yeah, I believe uh, but uh, just, you know, without the strikeouts, I find zero interest in you, my friend. Yeah, but he's got the strikeouts going now. He had the strikeouts going last year. The last couple of years, he really has been striking out. The injury concern has been um, the thing. He showed himself to be a phenomenal pitcher in, was it 2019? When did the Red Sox win the World Series? Um, that year or that he, he, he was amazing in the playoffs. Like he... And then they signed him to the long extension. I watched him in New York in 2015 and 2016, and he was just great, man. I mean, he was he really he was really great. Then he got injured 2017. But I've, I've always held a, a a soft spot in my heart for Nathan Eovaldi, and um, yeah, I, I just I'm a believer. I think he's he's grown into himself beautifully. I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. If he can stay healthy, like D, like DVR says, if he can stay. You healthy. know, they still haven't revealed who's using the humidor, right? DVR, you'd know this more than us because you're you're you know insider yeah he had a a thing in the piece that he wrote about some of the changes to the ball for this year i thought he had a list of the suspected places that had it i have not committed the list to memory was it like baltimore boston was like the obvious ones it wasn't the obvious ones that was the weird thing about it and the reason we thought it could be meaningful was that the ball, like the makeup of the ball, was causing it to react differently in the humidor parks versus the non-humidor parks, where in the humidor parks it was definitely a more pitcher-friendly ball than it was in the non-humidor parks. Like it, it early, of course, so hard to like lock that in, but that was one of the things that they saw a clear difference in like exit velocity data was the humidor parks was a tick lower than the non-humidor parks. Hey, you know who popped into my inbox yesterday was uh, our friend Clifton Neely. I don't know if you guys, we've talked about him before, right? The stuff that Al did with him with the uh, air density index and the visual memory index. Right, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's back, and I just shot him a note. Like, he, he <laughs> excuse me, he actually sent us uh, to me and Al about it, how two-seam fastballs aren't being reported really anymore. This guy's genius. I love, like, I love, Clifton Neely's, like, one of my favorite guys who nobody knows about and they like they should. And so I just wrote him a quick note. I'm like, Hey man, we're doing, you know, we're doing betting now. Like if you think there's any VMI crossover there, let me know. If you just go back and read Al's column, if you could find it, you can Google it. It was from 2019 and it was about Matthew Boyd and how Al like took this entire column and did like 
1,300 words on how the air... It was a good introduction to air density and the VMI stuff and how it's not just like a Colorado thing. It's, you know, it affects someone going from like Kansas City to Boston because of the different sea levels and how the air behaves and how a ball will behave in that air. And so if you've got a... I, I don't know. I don't want to explain it completely here because I'll mess it up somehow. But it's basically like if you've been playing in Boston and you're a hitter and a different team comes to town, you're going to be okay as a hitter because you know how that ball moves. Like a, a curveball is going to curve the same way. But if you've got a team coming in that is just coming to Boston from a, a, you know, a big enough difference in the, the air density, that curveball is going to move differently and you're not going to be ready for it. So your curveball pitcher might want to throw more curveballs. You know, whereas, you know, the fastball might be flat or whatever. Is that why there was talk on the Yankees? I saw an interview with Aaron Judge where he was talking about hitting in Tampa Bay is just so hard. I wonder if that has something to do with it as well. That might the be air it. density. I mean, the lighting as well is, is strange there. So it's a real home field advantage for Tampa Bay. By the way, the Yankees, oh boy, do they stink. Oof, oof. I put that on the rundown for you. I see. I see. That's why. I, do I want to talk about the Yankees? Yeah, sure. They stink. How about that? They're terrible right now. They've got Garrett Cole. He's doing well. Um, Urshela's doing okay. LeMahieu's doing fine. And then Glenn Colton, I think last night said that everyone else is like trying to swing it, swing at a ball with rakes. I mean, they, they, they're just they're they're just not a very good baseball team. I think they miss Luke Voigt terribly. Just his energy. It's just a bunch of like lumbering guys playing baseball. Aaron Hicks is just ugh, it's just just bad. Just bad. And it's uh Clint Frazier. Bad. Oh man, Clint what Fraser, happened to what happened really to him? Bad. Don't know. Don't know. Clint Frazier not not so good. Um I, I never I, I I you know, Clint Frazier. He's Clint Frazier. It is what it is. But Judge isn't Judge isn't really taking off. Stanton will hit an occasional home run, but it's just it's all or nothing with him. Kluber looks terrible. Um, Montgomery looks pretty good, which is good. The bullpen looks fr- pretty strong, but the team. How about Loisaga, man? Huh? Yeah, having a season. Yes, yes. Loisaga is 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 doing great. I mean, he's almost worth a pickup in fifteen team leagues at this point, even just as a stash because his stuff is really playing up. But I mean, that team is. You know, if Tyone does not come through, it's, it's going to be a long season for for the Yankees. Kluber Kluber looks Kluber looks overmatched out there. He's just nibbling at the corner, and he's just his velocity's down a little bit. It's just not it's just not working. That's what I'm seeing. It's hard to watch. Let's put it that way. I'm finding myself watching the Angels more. Still rooting for the Yankees. <laughs> still still hoping to still hoping to go to a Yankee game for my birthday, maybe tomorrow night. But um, but yeah, no, nah, it's 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 really ugly. If if anyone has any further insight about it, I'll I'll just tell you. What's that. stopping you from going to a Yankees game for your birthday tomorrow night? Uh, it's supposed to rain. Oh, uh, you have tickets? Uh, no, 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 no. Buying tickets day of if I buy them. If we go, are there giveaways? But, no, are, are any teams are teams doing giveaways this year? The teams are doing discounts. They're doing like bundling. And I don't games. care about that. It's hard. Like, I want like a bobblehead. You know? Yeah, they they no, I don't think so. I don't think that they're they're that I've seen at Yankee stadium. I think it's hard for teams right now. I feel bad for them because they're, you know, selling 20% to capacity, except in Texas where I guess they have full houses, which is, you know, kind of interesting to watch. But, um, for, for the Yankees, it's still worth going. It's just, they're they're not playing very well. They just, you feel like they're going to lose every game, but Cashman came out today and said, we're not going to, or yesterday and said, we're not going to make any changes. Right. Is that what you think they should do? No, no, no. You don't fire iron. Why not? After 15 games. Because uh, I think they like Aaron Boone. I think the players like Aaron Boone. I think they need Luke Voigt to come back. I think Voigt comes back. I think the Jay Bruce situation just didn't work out. It was interesting he just retired like that. 
Um, a little tip of the hat to Jay Bruce. But, man, rough net door. Yeesh, not a fan. And Sanchez is now hurt, which actually could give Higashioka a chance to play. And I actually think Higashioka is better than Sanchez. I think he's a better baseball player. No, I really do. I own Sanchez everywhere, but I because I you know you bet on the upside and the price was good in in, in spring. But I don't know, man. I, I really like Higashioka. I think he's I think he's I think he he would be a better player for the team. Do you disagree? Uh, I'm actually looking up Mets promotions. Let's oh, have okay. DVR answer. DVR. DVR. <laughs> they do, you do agree? have one. They got a, they got a shirt coming up in a couple of weeks. Look at that. I think Sanchez is showing some signs of, of taking a step forward again as a hitter. I, I think the problem still is with his defense. I think he will yeah. never be fairly judged in New York because of expectations that are just through the roof from what he did when he debuted, right? I mean, he'd come up as a 23-year-old and hit 299 with 20 homers in 53 games. There's nowhere to go but down from there. And he followed it up with a pretty big 2017. But mm-hmm. the... Three plus years since have been <laughs> very frustrating for Yankees fans because they they want the 2016 and 2017 version back. I I don't even need the 2016 or 2017 version. I just need a better catcher behind the plate. I need a guy who plays with a, a stronger motor. That's all. You know, I mean, for fantasy purposes, he's fine because he will he will hit some home runs. He'll he'll get on base. He'll score some runs, but eventually. Um, but he's just really bad behind the plate. And, and coaching Little League, I played a team last week who had a catcher back there who was freaking genius. Nothing got by him. This is like 10 to 12, almost 13-year-old kids. And having a great catcher behind the plate changes the game in that format, right? Well, it's also true in the major leagues. I mean, Sanchez needs to stay focused throughout the game, and he struggles in doing that, I think, in watching him. And Higashioka, I think, is Higashioka. Look, look at his numbers. I mean, when he plays, he hits, and he hits for power. Yeah, but is that because he's not playing every day and grinding and having to learn every pitcher's repertoire? And you know, like I think he knows the repertoire. I don't think that's the challenge. He's basically a personal catcher, isn't he? No, not not fully. Right. And I think he's going to get more time. I, I'm curious to see who's in the lineup tonight after Sanchez got that. Um, Oh, see, but like this is like, man, you're a catcher. If there's nobody on base, put your hand behind your back. Put it behind your put it behind your leg so it's out of the way. He just keeps his hand out there, and he got a ball right off his hand. It's just it it's just not great. It's not great. But I, neither am I, Joe Ross, guys. Joe Ross. <laughs> By the way, Brooklyn Cyclones have a <laughs> pretty cool promotion coming up. May twenty second, they got a Pete Alonso flex doll, like one of those old rest- one of those wrestling buddies from back in the day. What what is uh what are you guys doing with Jake Odorizzi? I, that was my question. Yeah, I know. I'm getting back to it because we're not talking because we're talking about promotions. Acting. So what? what, what you're the one who said you're going to the game, of- and I think that's a legitimate follow up question. Is are they giving anything away still at ballparks? Yeah. What are they giving away in Brooklyn? There there could be like ten people that listen to the show that might go. They get the the, the Pilonzo they- Flex plush <laughs> and then free parking on Tuesdays. No, that sounds like a good giveaway. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I like the plush. I like that it's a plush. But what are you going to do with Jake Odorizzi? He threw really well for like three and a third, and then it all went downhill. Or maybe four. I think he got through four innings, and I was feeling really good about my Jake Odorizzi couple of places I own him. And then kind of wheels fell off. I'm not so scared. I think he's just building himself up. But is there something else under the numbers there, Derek? Little velo drop, but not so much that... It's it's still early and he had the late start, so you don't have to panic just yet. Throwing fewer sliders for some reason. Not really sure what to make of that. Throwing more 
uh, curveballs, slightly more curveballs, I guess, but mostly more fastballs. I don't like him throwing more fastballs because his fastball is yeah. not good. Like that's that's what I don't like about the pitch mix. I wonder if that's just a getting on the same page with the organization and, and making an adjustment. That's what that is. Maybe he doesn't have the feel for the slider yet because of the late start. Uh, in the places where I have him, he's still more of a hold for me because I think the AL West is loaded with soft landing spots. Yeah, you're worried about the Angels, but you're not that worried about facing Seattle. You're definitely not that worried about facing Oakland. And, you know, Texas, doesn't matter. Like, pitch him in Texas or at home against the Rangers. So you got three teams that are basically locks to use a guy like Odorizzi. Maybe, maybe you have to wait one turn for him to show that he's right. But the long view is so encouraging for any pitcher in that division that I'd be hesitant to cut Odorizzi after two starts. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same page, and I do I want to get to this before we run out of time. Rich Hill versus Logan Allen. I noticed with Logan Allen, I watched his start because I didn't listen to my own advice, and I had him in the lineup, and his velo was down from like 95 to 90. Did anyone else catch that? Because the velo was way down. I didn't catch that. Rich Hill. I'm going Logan Allen over Rich Hill, but but DVR is that right? I mean, did, is what I saw the truth? Can you can you can you check that? That has never that has never once been a good thing or an okay thing. No, I mean it was like down significantly, and he just looked completely ordinary, and he looked like scared, but he also looked like his velo was way way down, like remarkably so. Let's have a look. Yeah, he was down two point two miles per hour on his fastball from his previous start, which is a pretty big drop. Yeah, he got away from the pitch a little bit at least, so. Well, because it wasn't working. But it's still, it's not like it's not like the other stuff in his arsenal is so good that throwing a lot more sliders or a lot more change-ups is a great solution. He can't. He can't afford to do it that way. He's got to come with a with a mid-90s velo. He has to have that. So what was the velo in the last start? Oh, it was 93 in the previous start. Yeah. It was 90.8 in the most recent start. That's what I noticed. I was like, why is he throwing so slow? Like, it doesn't look, it doesn't look the same coming out of his hand. And the number didn't look the same on the screen. So I was like, what's going on? But there was no, there's no talk of maybe an injury. So there may be an injury there because it didn't make any sense. I, I, I was trying to decide between uh, starting him, whether I was going to start him this week in a league where pitching is, is very thin and is up against the Yankees. And I called Steve Gardner because we were talking about a trade that we we're trying to make with DVR um, and, uh, and Jeff Winnick, uh, which we didn't end up doing, but um and I asked him, and he said, well, he's facing the Yankees, and they're not very good, so why don't you start him? <laughs> he's at home against, as Cle- he's at home in Cleveland. I was like, yeah, it's probably a pretty good idea, so I'm going to go for it. We'll see how it goes. It, it, it's not going to – it's the only place I'm starting him this week. And I will not be starting Joe Ross anywhere next week. I can probably- oh, watch him, watch him <laughs> throw a no-hitter. No, because he's – this is – I think I talked about this on the show once, that there's few things as bad as having a two-start week for a pitcher and having them blow up and explode in their first start, and you're just waiting – the five days. I feel, it feels like you're on Game of Thrones and you're in like the tower and they're going to cut your head off. That's what it feels like going into Joe Ross's next start. I think it's sun, Saturday. Happy 10 year anniversary, Game of Thrones. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Boy, they really blew that last season. Ugh. Someone say the last two, maybe the last three. 
Nah, I don't know. I kind of like the second to last season, but yeah, Jake Seely and I, we did we did that Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. I forgot podcast. about that. We did, and 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 Jake was right. Jake was like, "This is trash," and I was trying to be all like, you know, like, "Well, I mean, kind of trash, but it might work out." And then at the end, I was like, "No, you're right. Total trash." They trashed it. They 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 blew look at it. Ian making enemies in his industry. Yeah, it's all right. It's not my industry anymore. I'm on I'm on sabbatical. One last thing on the rundown is Jose Iglesias is hitting 375 over his last seven games, including a stolen base last night that he did with Albert Pujols. I'm I'm digging it. I'm all over that Jose Iglesias business. Right? I mean, I know he's not batting leadoff like some of us thought he would, but maybe he will with that batting average. Nah, nah. The Fletcher, Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Upton, Walsh is set. That's... That's and sometimes Walsh Upton. That's a good. Line. Well, you're Johnny Angels now, so yeah, you you know better than any of us. I know, I know them Angels. There's no Iglesias is batting seventh in that lineup. It's a good spot for him. He's going to get some a lot of RBI opportunities. He's not going to hit any home runs. We know that. But even if he gives you six to eight stolen bases over the course of the season with a really good batting average as a middle infielder, you know, as a on a on one of those NFBC fifty round draft things, he's he's worth playing. You know. Yeah. Guy like Freddie Galvis, too. He's like in that same area as Freddie Galvis. He's just going to give you a little something-something. Better than Kevin Newman, I'll tell you that. Well, you can have neither now, right? Freaking Kevin Newman. I'm so bad at this game. It's amazing. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. I, well, that's Johnny how I Humble today. with a minute left. Here we go. John, Johnny, Johnny Angels, is, Johnny Humble, Johnny Birthday. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Bad. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Bad at baseball, at fantasy baseball for the last 48 hours. Johnny Bad. That's what I am. Johnny Bad. Johnny Bad. All right, we gotta go. <laughs> I gotta get some lunch. Uh, oh no, wait! I'm an hour ahead. Never mind. I thought it was eleven fifty. Look at us doing the show early today. I know. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. I've got I've got work stuff that I have to take care of starting at eleven o'clock. So we did the early show. We did the early show. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, for the guy who just booked a ticket to Brooklyn on May twenty second, Derek Ryba. <laughs> That's me. For the other guy. Who claims that beating Gary Kasparov in chess is just as much a rush as beating Ariel Cohen in tennis? Ian Cobb. <laughs> One of those is I am capable of doing. I'm not Nofino. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Good talk. Good talk. Bye.